Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. This episode of the Wellness Guys is brought to you by the all-new Sprouted Forage Cereal Breakfast Range. Did you know that when you sprout your nuts and your seeds, you can access more of the nutrition? Well, now you do. To find out more, visit www.foragecereal.com. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show. This is Damien. And this is Brett. Hello, mate. How are you going? I'm good, mate. I am so excited about this interview. I can't tell you how excited. I've wanted to do something with this particular person or this particular group of people for so long, and uh, and I'm really proud to have done this and to have helped out in some small way because I think it's just amazing. Mm, yeah, me too. Um, I first saw you know this uh, organisation, Hope for Health and Karma, in the movie. Um, the magic pill that Pete yes. Evans pulled together, yes. which was a great movie, and eye-opening and challenging at the same time. And remember, it made the made the headlines, and people were <laughs> outraged because you could, you know, not you didn't have to eat grain and you could live really well. Um, it was, yeah, it was an amazing thing for me to see that the principles of food and nutrition that we've been espousing to for, you know, let's say the better part of the most of this decade, uh, were now being implemented in. Uh, communities that would otherwise have been not exposed to it, you know, maybe because of poor nutrition guidance in the past or maybe because they've lost the idea that food could in fact be medicine. But um, Karma and Tim have pulled together a great program just not through fluke or a desire to actually pull together a program. It's just that that's how things turned out. Yeah, and, you know, you say communities that haven't been exposed to it, but really, you know, prior to very recent times, they'd been exposed to it for tens of thousands of years, you know, so so it's not new for them. It's just rediscovering it, I think, which is what's so amazing and and which is true for all of us, I think. If we can rediscover some of that traditional way of living, it's just a beautiful thing. And and I did, I sat down with the family and watched this one demo and uh, so the Magic Pill doco and Tom and Charlotte sat down and watched it with me and it was a beautiful doco to watch as a whole family. I think Mm. Tom got it. I I think Charlotte didn't quite get the whole message. I remember she got to the end of the film and she said, that was great, Dad. I really learned a lot. But when are they going to tell us what the magic pill is? And so <laughs> I, think she, I think she missed the point just a little bit. Uh, but it was such a beautiful doco. And I'm so glad they sat down and watched it. And they definitely got a lot out of it. And, uh, and what they're doing now in terms of, um, you know, bringing that message, not just from a documentary, but from a very personal experience to more and more people is very, very exciting. And, uh, and I can't wait to, to share it with everyone on this podcast. Yeah, me too. Let's get stuck into it, mate. Brett, we're joined by Karma, and uh, Karma, your story is unbelievable. Karma's from Hope for Health, and uh, it's we everyone who watched The Magic Pill would have seen Karma. Karma, welcome to the Wellness Guys show. Thanks so much for having me. Karma, uh, we, we were introduced to your whole concept, or not your whole concept, but the concept of helping Indigenous people in Australia manage their health through food. Now, you know, Blow me down. I can't imagine that food could actually help people get healthy. That's a crazy thing to suggest, um, particularly in a culture in Australia where uh, uh, everything is revolves around drugs and surgery and diagnoses. Uh, to think that food could be a medicine is quite profound. Can you tell us a little bit about your program? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, we absolutely passionately believe that that food is the foundation of health, and I guess we get the opportunity to witness that transforming people's lives. And um, the greatest joy is that we get to do that by returning younger people to the framework of their traditional diet. 
so that makes sense to them culturally and intellectually and it's something that's just really validating for them as people and it's an awesome way to be eating so it's just um, a simple recipe and it's yeah an awesome foundation so we have found that experiential learning is a really key way to reconnect that with people so we do that by running uh, educational intensives or retreats and um, give people the opportunity to experience what it feels like to eat differently and and then support them with the skills that they need afterwards to implement that in their life oh it's so beautiful karma i mean i i actually did some talks probably about 10 years ago now i think for a group in adelaide called the aboriginal sobriety group um, and it was just wonderful, you know, I was able to sort of share with them my take on, you know, lifestyle and diet and exercise. And, and really, I think my talk amounted to saying, you know, what you guys used to do was fantastic. Um, you know, what we sort of introduced to you was not that good. <laughs> and that maybe if you just go back to doing what you used to do and, and even teach us how to do that too, that'd be great. Um, and it seems like that's what you've been able to do on a much grander scale. I think I think I was introduced to some of the work you were doing even before the documentary came out, and I was just so excited and have wanted to do something with you guys ever since. So I'm so excited to have the opportunity to do that uh, on this podcast show and, and hopefully even more in the future because I just think the work you're doing is amazing. I mean, can you talk to us a little bit about um, culturally how that's working? Because I think that uh, you know, there can be some real challenges um, going into Indigenous communities and working with Indigenous communities and understanding Indigenous communities and understanding there are so many different Indigenous communities. You know, I, I found that having had that small tasted experience, I went away and did some extra study because I realised that I just wasn't equipped to communicate with those communities and to help in the way that I would like to. How have you found that uh, in terms of being able to go in and have an impact as I guess somewhat of an outsider, even though I know from your family you've had a lot of experience there. Sure, and I guess it, it's really important to our story that that we didn't rock up with any agenda or any solutions to give to people, and we certainly never were trying to start a nutrition program, and I think that's been part of the beauty of it is that it has all grown out of relationship. So my family first moved to Arnhem Land uh, permanently about nine years ago, and we we were invited into a community under the premise that we were there to support people with things that they were trying to achieve for themselves. So we, we didn't have any agenda that we were driving. We were, we were purely trying to respond and help break down the barriers to, to things that people were doing themselves. And, and there was a great, great variety to that. And I'm, you know, I'm trained as a medical practitioner. I'm very, you know, passionate about preventative medicine. And in, in that community development framework, I really hoped to impact health but we were certainly not trying directly to, to take that on. And, and I guess we saw how pointless it was to be going in and, and talking at people about messages, no matter how passionate we were about them. And I guess we did a lot of work with business development and different enterprise development, social enterprises and the like. And it was, it was five years of doing that before anything emerged in, in the health space for us. And we developed really amazing relationships in that time and it was really from from that that this work work evolved we'd been on a very personal journey in terms of health and nutrition and we um we had a lot of trouble um getting through pregnancies and it was in that context that we had to dive deep into that world ourselves and we first reconnected with the work of Western A Price and that was a really game-changing thing for us and it was a particularly game-changing thing for us to start learning about in the context in which we were living because it was 
a Western A price story unfolding before our eyes where people had been vibrantly healthy and modern displacing foods had come in and everybody was suffering just horrific levels of, of preventable chronic disease as a result. And it meant it was it was really an amazing way to reconnect with that information because we could test it straight away. We could immediately be be talking to people about how they used to eat and see the consistency with the principles that Western A. Price's work talks about. And I guess that was something that really blessed us personally and we've been able to go on to have two beautiful children and we we weren't planning to you know, evangelize about that in the community at all. It was something that had really blessed us, which we then had the opportunity to to share with a sick young friend who we were really concerned about. And when we shared our, our food with her, she she recovered really remarkably from some acute medical issues she was dealing with. And it kind of started a chain reaction of people realizing that what you ate impacted how you felt and that you had an opportunity to have some degree of control over that because that had definitely been our experience in the community that people are are, are extremely disempowered and and they're not expecting or believing that they have the the mechanisms or knowledge to to change things in their life and and so everybody was kind of paralyzed um, in in terms of the the hor- horrific health outcomes they were experiencing and not not ex- ex- not seeing a pathway forward um, so it was amazing for a pathway to kind of open up just in the relationships of of um, you know that cross-cultural journey and yeah so we kind of have just been following that path since and and trying to keep up with the momentum really um, which has been really exciting yeah, it is so exciting. And you were in the movie The Magic Pill with uh, Pete Evans, and it was a really um, insightful thing to see and a very inspiring thing to see that you've been able to work in a community that isn't overflowing with buckets of cash. And there's a perception uh, perhaps in the you know in the city areas of Australia and maybe in other areas around the world that to live a healthy diet uh, or to live a healthy lifestyle, you need a lot of money. Um, but that appears to be you know, a long way from the truth. In fact, you've been able to encourage an in, a whole group of Indigenous people uh, to be able to eat healthily uh, through examples and uh, and it's improved their health. And, and it obviously hasn't co- cost the earth. How did you find the financial impact of, you know, creating a healthy lifestyle for these people? Um, how, did, how did you find that in terms of its ease or its availability? Was it tough? Was it easy? What was the story there? Sure. I, I guess, I mean, in terms of the level of our program, we've always been doing things at a very grassroots roots level with very minimal resources and relying heavily on, on fundraising, which has been an incredible part of our journey. I think in terms of individuals on their journey, it's certainly, um, it's certainly a complicated factor. I guess um, part of our framework really does validate people returning to their bush foods, which are obviously abundantly available um, and, you know, thoroughly nourishing. But that's it's not a reality that those resources are always able to be accessed. And it's really important to us that the principles within those foods are being crossed over into how people can shop in a store and know how to make good choices there. I guess I definitely don't want to oversimplify um, or romanticize the process that we use because those educational intensives at the retreats are are absolutely game-changing experiences in terms of 
shifting someone to a point where they can realize that that they have control and power over their well-being that there are choices that they can make that that really um really help their health and they've they've lived that they've embodied that and therefore can really believe that and i guess that starts a process which involves change and change is just hard that's human stuff like that's not cultural um and i guess the circumstances that Jung will live in are, are a lot more complex in terms of socioeconomic dynamics than for a lot of people in the dominant culture. And there's a lot of things about the way people are currently living uh, that do make it challenging to make positive lifestyle change. And I guess that's just the journey that we're on is supporting people through that process. Um, we have a process that's really powerful at awakening people to that journey and that there is a pathway forward, but the real work really happens in that, in the walking of that journey together. And I guess we, you know, we spent eight years living in the community on a very low income ourselves and were able to implement this diet. So I guess that is testimony to the fact that it is possible and we see people able to achieve that we also see people really coming up against a lot of barriers and yeah so I don't want to simplify the those obstacles which can include finances and the way finances can be managed corporately that can can make that challenging definitely yeah and I think that's what makes the story even more uplifting and empowering though is the fact that in spite of all of those challenges you know you've been able to make a difference and I think for people who are you know perhaps in the city or, or even in other regional areas um, you know that's a really inspiring message to sort of look at that and say well if it's possible in those circumstances you know maybe the challenges I'm seeing within myself that are, that are preventing me from being able to do it might not be as insurmountable as I first thought so I think that's a great message to share but um, you know, one of the things I guess that people can see as a challenge is is access to the sort of medical care they're looking for. So I'd be really curious as to, you know, prior to you coming along, to know what sort of medical care was available for these people in these remote communities and also what changes you saw in terms of what you were able to provide as a more preventative, perhaps more integrative practitioner um, as opposed to the care that had been afforded to them previously? Sure. So... Elko Island, where our work has been based, has a medical clinic like most remote communities do, and that's a very mainstream medical clinic. So it's staffed with doctors, nurses, and Aboriginal health workers. So I guess there is, you know, there is access to to mainstream medical care. I guess part of the joy of our work has been to create a pathway for other sorts of practitioners in the preventative and integrative health world to be able to contribute to Indigenous health. It's such a, a massive issue that is so, um, it's it's tangible to people now. There's been a lot of advocacy that has made that issue really, really obvious to people, but there's not a lot of pathways to positively contribute. And I guess I see it as the biggest health crisis in our country that kind of has the least going on in terms of alternative access to, to anything outside the mainstream. So it's been really exciting to create that opportunity for people to contribute. And it's been really beautiful to create opportunities where there can be exchanges of treatments. So 
mainstream alternative medicine practitioners able to contribute their skills and in return receive traditional Jungle treatments from um, some of our Jungle staff. And, and that's just been a really beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And I guess it's been lovely to see the synergy and just the natural comfort that Jungle seem to find in a lot of the alternative medicine practitioners, I guess, because their own medical system is plant-based so it's you know that they're used to a framework about using things from nature to benefit their health and when they see that there are people in the dominant culture that also use that it validates their own frameworks as being legitimate and useful and valuable um so there's a natural a natural fit in that that's been really beautiful Oh, it's so nice. I love that um, there's the em- embracing of the original culture and then the expansion of that to an understanding of, you know, the blending of cultures. I, I just think that's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. I suppose it's the sort of thing that I lived in New Zealand for a few years and it's the sort of thing that we saw um, with the Māori culture uh, and the white people, the Pakia culture in New Zealand was this beautiful um, integration and, uh, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could see further integration of Indigenous culture in Australia into, um, you know, more of all of Australia. That would be amazing. That would be great. Um, I love too that um, you're helping uh, the people uh, within, you know, your community uh, train as health coaches so they can actually, you know, educate each other and train each other, you know, and obviously that comes with a lot of trust and respect, you know, that, you're not having to break down barriers of trust by bringing health coaches in to teach people what to do. They're actually teaching each other what to do because you're training them. And and I think that's an amazing thing to be doing for the community. And then the vision of that for you guys is that that would expand. And could you tell us a little bit more about the vision and how that might actually, you know, roll out and play out and how um, we could all be part of this and help out? Sure, Absolutely. Um, yeah, we are really thrilled about our team of, of Jungle health coaches and they're, they're really at the heart of, of what we're doing. I guess we, you know, we, we really believe that you need to embody your health journey yourself in order to bring anyone else along with you. So I guess that's kind of being built into that model that people who've been on this journey and walked some of that road can then be the guides for the next people to follow and that that can continue to expand. I guess in terms of the big picture of the program, we're really seeing um, that this this is real. It's a real impact that's being being made, not as some magic fix. And and it's certainly very early days in a very long journey together. But seeing a shift that that is very genuinely filled with hope and direction and journeying together. And we have so much demand. For the program that we really it's our intention to solidify that model to be uh, readily replicable and um, and we really hope to set up a permanent retreat base where we can regularly be running retreats that indigenous groups from around the country can access and seed work back into their own communities and really um, I guess have the opportunity for that deep experience that can then launch what needs to happen back in the communities for that that real journey of changing lifestyle and I guess as part of that as we explore different models for for moving this forward and and how to really um I guess steward this this beautiful journey that's unfolded for us is um, you know we're, we're launching this year a, a new program that we're just really excited about called Together Retreats where 
for the first time we're going to be um, creating an opportunity for dominant culture participants to be coming as paid participants and investing in their own health and at the same time sponsoring a young person to participate with them. So it's a beautiful paying it forward that you get to see manifest before your eyes and not only is that creating the opportunity for Jungle to access this really life-saving work, it's a really life-changing opportunity for those dominant culture people and we're really excited about creating that space where people can come together for positive shared experience and really, really see the value of Indigenous culture in our world today and see that so many of the things that we are craving in the dominant culture are what Jungle people just hold and steward so beautifully. And if we can come together, we can realise that we've got all the elements we need to be vitally healthy and, and be respecting each other and, and greater together. So, yeah, we're really excited. We've, we've got our first Together retreat happening in June and that's in partnership with the amazing Helen Padron. So it's just oh. a, an amazing thing to be bringing into the world this year. Um yeah, and it, it is such an incredible thing, and I'm I'm with you. I'm so excited about it. I mean, I can honestly say that if I were not getting married in May and heading off on my honeymoon, <laughs> I would very seriously consider attending this in June because I just think there's so much we can learn from this culture that is one of the oldest cultures on the planet. You know, that has so much wisdom and so much experience. And as you said, you know, one of the things I think we are missing so much in our modern society is that sense of belonging and that sense of connection and that connection to the world around us and that connection to nature and that connection to our planet, which is, I just think, something that this culture does so particularly well um, and has so much to give and to teach us in that area. And I also think that there's a beautiful uh, opportunity there for for that culture to see, um, you know, just how uh, important they are to the rest of the world and to the planet, you know. And I think there's a real sense of um, purpose that can come from that, hopefully, uh, to show that, you know, not only can they be, um, you know, able to help themselves and to help each other, but actually, you know, that they may well be the answer for the rest of the planet um, in order to do things better as well. You know, do you get a sense that, that they see that opportunity? Like, are they excited about the opportunity to be able to share their message and their connection with more people around the world? Sure. I guess it's a twofold thing. Like, I guess on the one hand, we've got to acknowledge the crisis that young people are living in. You know, funerals are constant and it's it's just, you know, there's a backlog of funerals in the community constantly. Grief is just something that is just pervasive in, in life. And it's not just funerals, it's people being very, very sick um, themselves or people that, that people need to care for. So I guess, yeah, sickness and death are just, are just weighing on everybody so heavily. And people are gravely concerned for their children's future. Uh, so I guess people are, are very caught up in, in that crisis and, and the need for really significant drastic things to change um, fr from their reality at the moment. So I guess people are excited to see a pathway that impacts that. At the same time, I've always found Yungo to be incredibly generous 
in in their desire to genuinely connect with people in the dominant culture and and share their knowledge and just a genuine desire for both ways of seeing things to be respected and to come together and a genuine belief that that will make us greater together so i think there's that that infinite grace and um that desire for their frameworks to be seen and acknowledged there's just so much so many messages that go on that kind of diminish traditional culture and make them seem inferior and and not as sophisticated as as our dominant culture and and those are certainly the messages that that Jung will hear very very loud and clear so when they're given an opportunity to show the complexity and sophistication of their systems it's you know it really breaks down so many of those barriers and um it's definitely what i see as the way forward for us to be going forward in that that mutual respect and and i yeah i couldn't agree more that it's it's not it's not some wafty romantic idea that that jung will have you know some special spiritual knowledge that we're missing in the dominant culture it's it's very real grounded really earth-shattering different perspectives that we need that are very relevant and um and valuable to to where we are right now and you know I've had the joy of being able to experience that myself and for my children to be blessed with those different perspectives and yeah I'm really passionate about providing that opportunity to other people because it's certainly um yeah it's certainly enriched my life no end it's, it just sounds so nice. I've, I, I, I get taken away with the uh, specificity of your, uh, of your words and the words that you use, the vocabulary, the, the dominant culture um, continues to ring through to me because um, I don't know if as a, um, I'm going to just say, a white Australian uh, male, you know, born in Australia, um, I, I consider myself as a as an Australian. I, I see that we have an Australian culture, but then I, I see that there's other cultures within Australia that um, that are maybe potentially not the dominant culture. And so it's a really fascinating um, consideration that that's the way in which I live could be seen to be a dominant culture. It's um, it's an, a really interesting phrase, um, and I, I like the way how I, I love the way you're so careful with the words that you choose too, Karma. I think it's really great. So. Thanks for teaching me some stuff in that regard. Uh, can I ask a question with regard to your retreat that's coming up? Are there any spots left or is it all sold out? What's the story there? So we have two retreats coming up. We have um, an amazing retreat happening in April just for Jungle participants, which is all full up. And then we have our retreat in June, our Together Retreat, which we launched a few weeks ago, and we do still have some spots left. So, we're yeah, we're, we're so excited about having this out there in the world and couldn't be more excited about each individual that has already signed up, people who are just passionate not just about their own health journey and the opportunity to share that amazing cross-cultural experience but are so wanting to invest in in taking that back to their own communities and you know passing that that on to other people so we just couldn't be more excited about that and I Mm. guess the chain reaction that that journey is going to have 
So much and potential. Come, I've got a couple of additional questions about that, because uh, and mostly from a personal point of view. Uh, yeah. but, but I'd really like to know. Um, you mentioned that people can come along to that retreat, and as a result, uh, sponsor uh, mm. one of the the younger people for, to come along as well. Um, mm. But if someone is unable to come along to that retreat, you know, is there still a possibility there that they could sponsor someone else to go along to that retreat? Absolutely, yeah. It it is a um it's a significant investment for people to come along um and pay for their own spot and sponsor another one. So we know that's not going to be an option for everyone, but we have yeah we've definitely got easy channels where a registered charity for people yeah. to contribute for Jungle to be able to to participate in this work. So that well, can be done through our website. Nice. Um, at hopeforhealth.com.au um, and more info about the Together Retreats is at togetherretreat.com.au. So there's definitely, um, we are we are still here on this journey because of the people that have sown into it from the start. We, we it, None of this would have been possible without individuals who have donated to this work and it really is going straight to the ground to the real yeah, nice. work. And we're just so, um, it, it really feels like people um, are coming on that journey with us is what's been so special. They really feel yeah. part of it. That's, that's awesome. You know, I think for someone donating to that, you know, to have that sort of sense of belonging and connection, even just from, from afar, you know, yeah. it can be really impactful in terms of having that purpose. So that, that kind of flowed into the second part of my three-part question, which was just around uh, donations. And so if someone can't afford to, uh, you know, do the whole lot, but there's mm -hmm. still the facility there for them to be able to donate on a smaller level if that's what Absolutely. they would choose to do as well. Absolutely. So we have regular donors, we have one-off donors, and all of it counts, you know, every nice. little bit. Absolutely. And, and so the third part of my question, and once again, this is probably personal, is uh, if someone was to want to come along to one of these together retreats as a family, uh, is it something that kids are able to attend? Um, we would love families to attend. The kids would probably need to be, um, you know, a little bit on the older side. It's certainly not something for young kids. But for teenagers, I think that that would certainly be an option. I guess everything about Yungo is about family and connection. So it's it's something that um, integrates really, really beautifully. And, and it's, yeah, would be an amazing journey for a family, definitely. Definitely. be so great. So great. Karma, it's, uh, it's been fantastic to chat with you. And I know that there'll be tens of thousands, if not millions of our listeners thinking that, oh, I'd love to come along to uh, one of these retreats. And so just a reminder for everyone uh, to go to hopeforhealth.com.au and check out all the information there. Donate if you'd like to, go along to the retreat if you'd like to, and, uh, and join in the journey with um, everything that Karma and Tim are up to. It sounds like you guys are doing a wonderful job. Keep up the great work, Karma, and thanks for joining us on The Wellness Guys Show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guys Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. 
Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.